I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com and the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Dickens, we're joining you today until 6 o'clock, uh, live from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official Lubbock Hotel of the Texas Tech Alumni Association, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics. And uh, you might have heard there's a little bit of a big game on Saturday, Oregon coming to town, uh, the premier non-conference matchup of the season, and no better place uh, to hang out before the game, after the game, hopefully celebrating a victory um, then right here at the Overton, they will have uh, uh, music before the game. They'll have music after the game. They'll have uh, great vendors. They'll have a great menu. Uh, all a great part of uh, Lubbock's biggest game day celebration, Reckham Alley at the Overton. Gus, how are you going? I'm doing pretty good, AD. It's Friday, game week, football season's here. I mean, like here, here. Here, here. And in, in Lubbock here. And uh yeah, what's not to like? I mean, I, I, I'd prefer that uh, next week all those uh, 78s and 83s on the high, but I do think, uh, you know, the, the 96 tomorrow or the 102 today, probably not the worst thing for the Ducks to get off the plane and go, whoa, here we go. You know, something, something for them to deal with for sure. We will have a pair of tickets for that game tomorrow to give away here at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center later on in the program. Uh, you will need to be here to get them. Uh, Gus will not be dropping them off this week at your house or place <laughs> of employment, maybe next week. Uh, so come out, hang out. They've got a, a full bar here. They've got TVs. They've got food. You know, One think- place to hang out. They've got a really nice patio. I don't know that this is like great patio weather sounds like next week will be for sure for sure but yeah, yeah and you're right nad i think last year you and i were uh week by week very impressed by the uh, food offerings here oh 100 they, they were they were uh dropping samples over here and and we were never disappointed by the food that came out here and very pleasantly surprised so yeah this is a uh, this is and a we cool have, hang we have very discerning palates <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, and even with that in mind, it was <laughs> with you and I and our discerning palates. It was still very impressive uh, options on the uh, on the food, and like you said, it's a cool hang, great patio. This is so a, this is a why good place. They, they don't let Clint come out to these things because he he would just ask for four hot dog wieners and yeah. some ketchup, no bun, no yeah. bun. Yeah. They, they would be offended. They'd bring out a bottle of ketchup, and he go, "I prefer something in a packet." You know, you know, you're in a fancy place when you get the little bottle of ketchup. Oh like yeah, the individual like the little single bottle that's yeah. still sealed. Yeah, uh, would love to get your thoughts and your <laughs> comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can access that at double t ninety seven three dot com or through the double t ninety seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, Chiefs go down last night to the Lions. 
Yeah, and I found myself, um, you know, and I, I think I told you I, I'm not a life or live and die guy, but I, I'm, I've, I've, I've drifted over to the Chiefs, obviously Mahomes, and just a good story and, and fairly local to us. But I, I found myself after that game, I felt I felt like the stuff that was going through my head was what I had been reading all week about Tech after the Wyoming game. You know, although I'll say this, that game had a bit more of a goat than, you know, we've oh, talked about yeah, Tech had sure. like, Tech had like no real one outstanding player, no real one person that dropped the play or whatever that cost him the game. But last night I was thinking, Tony, you know, Cordarius Tony, their receiver, has the pass go through his hands like almost a pass that hit him in the face mask but it was just above it goes through his hands pick six you know perfect throw the whole deal and then later on on the you know they're down a point it's perfect pat mahomes time two two and a half minutes left maybe first and ten maybe after the first first down there's a throw to him 15 yards downfield he's got space and one thing he is is a really good athlete he can really run you know get the ball in his hands and he whiffs the with the pass, and then later on they get a holding penalty, and it's fourth and twenty-five, and the thing goes south. And it's like, dude, you, like, <laughs> you had some huge drops, man, on a day where you need those guys to step up because Kelsey's out. You know, it's there, there's a photo going around uh, social media of of the play that ended up as the reception, and it has Tony with his hands outstretched, with the ball seemingly going like right there in the middle yeah, like where, it's caught where, yeah like and and you show that picture to somebody and if they have no idea you know the end result of that play they would have to a person they would say oh that's that's a catch that's yeah a like, catch and it's seven yards oh, no, and if he actually, breaks the tackle interception. yeah like <laughs> and a pick six yeah <laughs> not just the interception but a pick six see that guy right there who's about to have to make a tackle he had the ball pop right into his hands and he took it 50 yards to the house and like he, I, I guess it's I hate it for him, although he's, yeah. I'm sure, well compensated. But, like, that's a good example of what we've kind of been talking about all week in that, you know, people just sometimes have bad days. It's a human performance right? thing. They have, they have bad games. I mean, Kadarius Tony doesn't get to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs by accident. And and you think about, yeah, and you, you're exactly right, and you think about the fact that, that he missed a lot of camp. He missed all of camp. And so these guys, and, and his was an injury-related yep, deal. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not dogging it. But, like, the, the the idea that some of these holdouts, you know, snap your fingers and it's going to be great and they're right back in. And it's that's akin to the conversation that we've had about Josh Young getting back from this injury. You don't just snap your fingers and go, back in the lineup, let's start winning again. Maybe it happens like that. But, you know, he, he, the rust, if you want to call it rust, was evident. And, boy, it was it was costly. Him not being sharp was really costly. And so, you know, it, like he had a terrible performance that will, I mean, be long remembered. Yep. And it, by no one more than him, I'm sure. Um, but he's not a bum. Like you, you, like you don't get to play in the NFL. No. Right. And 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 you're just kind of like surprise. I'm actually a bum. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and that happens to everybody. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3.
Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. How you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus. I'm Aaron Clint back at home base. We are joining you as we will every week of home tech football games from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics. Tomorrow, before the game and after the game, the place to be is right here at the Overton Recamalley. Lubbock's biggest game day celebration. They'll have live music before and after the game. Uh, they'll have an, a, a great menu of snacks, of meals. They'll have fried pickles, which is a personal favorite of Tech Talk. Uh, they'll have uh, really cool vendors uh, that change throughout the the season. Uh, great place to hang out, hopefully celebrating a, a win or uh, commiserating a loss right here at the Overton. Uh how about this story? Like, we, we kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday. I had no idea that it would end up like this. And in some ways, Gus, it almost kind of, I guess, has been inevitable that it would end in this way, considering how many twists and turns, <laughs> the Pac-12 story, the saga, um, how many twists and turns it's had over the last, I don't know, year or so. Uh, but Oregon State and Washington State today – Filed a lawsuit against the Pac-12 and Commissioner George Klyavkov because they're the only two programs that have not announced they're leaving the conference. Uh, and yet, Klyavkov is acting as if everything's normal. He, he wanted to schedule a board meeting for September 13th um, to, to vote about serious issues affecting the conference. Well, hey, Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Washington, Utah, they shouldn't be able to vote. Stanford, Cal. Um, and so Wazoo and Oregon State are going, hold, hold on, hold on. We're, we're the only ones left. This is our conference. They don't get to vote. It's, I don't, like, what is Klyavkov doing? Uh, it really is hard to imagine. I mean, I certainly understand conversations about the remaining school year, the one that just started. You know, the, the, the winter schedules, the spring schedules, whatever those issues would be. But th- this is, like, you're, this should be your two most protected assets. This should be Klyavkov, Oregon State, and Washington State giving everybody else the middle finger and being suspicious of everyone else in the room. And instead, it's the... It's the two you would think closest partners, our best allies. Hey, we're us, we're us three, we're in this together, right? Like, and and they're the ones having to go. We need some information, man. And and you know, it's it really is inexplicable. Now, two sides of every story, but but they're, they're, you know, anytime there's a void of information, it allows it allows mind wonder, right? It allows you know, instead of going, hey, here's here's our plan, here's what I'm thinking. You know, there's just a void of information if you believe the way Oregon State and Wazoo are presenting it. And and now Klyavkov's, I mean, he's got no friends left. And, you know, I, I it, it's almost because when UCLA and USC announced last year that they were leaving for the Big Ten, they, they ceased being voting members of right. the board of directors. When Colorado announced that it was leaving for the Big 12, because remember, I know you know this, but 
um, for as much as that whole week kind of blends together, they left before the other three, four corner programs. They were removed from the board of directors. And yet, following the departures of Arizona, Arizona State, USC, I'm sorry, uh, Utah, Cal and Stanford, they have not been removed. And so you almost wonder as if there's some kind of concerted effort by the departing members to, like, dissolve the conference and and maybe, you know, divvy up the spoils among all 12 or all 10 or sure. whatever. That's the only... And, and even then you'd think that the side that's included in the conversation is Klyavkov sharing info with Oregon State and Washington State. Like, there's your best allies. And you're alienating them with just no information. And, and they should be the ones that are in this fight together and, and stiff-arming Stanford and those guys. And, I mean, just the whole deal. It's, it's so – I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's the easy thing to do here is to say Klyavkov's a moron. He probably – it's sort of like Cardarius Tony dropping passes. He, he got there by doing some good things, but Klyavkov's had a rough year or two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's his, his, he's dropped a lot of passes over the last year and a half. And, uh, you know, it, it, this, this right here feels like a total misfire. And, and what I don't know about him, and he made this analogy yesterday as pre-lawsuit, mind you, but, you know, is, is Klyavkov you know, just slow to move? Is he, you know, is he playing long game strategies and stuff? In the way that, in the wake of UCSC and UCLA, he didn't do a whole lot else on the media landscape, media rights landscape, but rather put a lot of time and energy into getting the California, the University of California regents to block UCLA leaving. And then that failed. And it's like, you spent, the better part of what of six to eight ten weeks on that deal it didn't happen meanwhile the big 12 jumped ahead in media rights it just you know at, at the very least you can criticize him for being slow to react it's it's just really peculiar yeah it's i mean it really really is um you know and i guess from a a big 12 perspective like if if there's some way for the Pac-12 to dissolve and say, for instance, the NCAA units just go to the schools, right? Well, then that would be good for the Big 12, right? Because the, the, the Arizona units, the Arizona State units, um, you know, the Colorado and sure. Utah, they, they would just go into the Big 12 pot. Um, you know, if the Pac-12 dissolves, maybe that – playoff money that was supposed to go to them gets kind of added back into the pot i don't know um but yeah just weird it, re- it really is uh, like i said at the very least if i was if i was sitting in corvallis or wazoo as an alum and a fan and all the things that we are for tech you, you know you'd be thinking i mean you'd just be like this is malpractice i mean you, you know, want to grab cleaf yes. by the collar and shake him yes 100 percent Hey, while before this break, the segment ends, speaking of those four-corner schools, BYU soccer, we mentioned it yesterday. It was kind of a a little tangent right at the end of the segment. Now number one in the country, fresh off beating number one UCLA. And it's the first ever time for BYU soccer to be number one in the country. 
And we talked about that yesterday, just a brief mention of the fact that Texas Tech is in Arizona this weekend, played Arizona last night, Arizona State Sunday. They tied one-to-one, tied Arizona. And uh, it just that, that it hit me. I think Choice had also texted us about them being number one. I glanced at it this morning when I was thinking, hey, how about Tech soccer game? Because I actually had one eye on that thing just on my phone. Uh, and uh, Tech scored in the first half, Arizona scored in the second half, and that was it. But uh, So the uh, soccer team now 5-0-2. And, and, you know, I, I would seem off to a good start. I did Google to see if there's any kind of RPI stuff, getting a little antsy, and none of that. None of that's available yet. Like, take it easy, dude. It's it's week three, <laughs> but yeah, I am just curious to see if if you know what what the what their chances are. But regardless, we knew that BYU, the preseason favorite to win the Big Twelve, and they are numero uno in the country right now. So that'll be a challenge because Tech plays them in Provo. Tech soccer does more Tech talk live from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi there how you going happy friday it's tech talk on double t 97.3 double t 97.3.com with gus i'm aaron we're joining you from the overton hotel and conference center the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics, where tomorrow this is the place to be before the game, after the game. Uh, They will have tremendous foods, tremendous snacks, uh, tremendous live music before and after the game. Uh, A a great selection of alcoholic beverages, hopefully to celebrate a win uh, tomorrow. And, you know, worst case, uh, great for commiserating a loss. Uh, right here at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. Good air conditioning today. Yes. Yeah, patio will be popping next week. You bet. When it's in the 70s. Now, not so much. It looks great, and they do have fans that are doing their best. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that we're, we are all looking forward to some fall weather. Uh, and, and it looks like we'll get it next week. So highs in the – just all, all I do is just glance at the phone, you know, and kind of look at the seven-day thing. And that thing's gone from 103, 98, 102 down to like, hey, 83, 78, 81, 85. Uh, I like all of that. I am ready. I, mean, I am ready. Wednesday, the the low is in the 50s. Yeah. That's – uh I mean, 59, but still. That's kind of crack the windows at the house weather there overnight, you know, get a little cool cool air in. The Hope that rain comes through. Yeah, too. no doubt. I need that. Uh, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Someone says, I'm so glad that our game is on Fox. Could you imagine if we were on ESPN with this charter ESPN fight? You know, it's uh, it's interesting that so so far through the first three games, because, of course, next week we'll be on ESPN+. Plus, Tech has not been affected at all. If you're a Tech fan in the U.S., right, uh, you have not been affected by this charter situation. And really, you, you shouldn't be affected at all by anything as long as you have ESPN+. Plus. Because even if your satellite or cable provider is in a tiff with CBS, like some folks were last week, or Fox, you can just get that with an antenna. Right. Absolutely. Not not a bad uh, not a bad little investment these days if you live sort of near town. I guess if you got 
far enough out into a rural setting, maybe uh, you know, maybe an antenna wouldn't help. You know, back in the old days, it was aluminum foil, and hey, Aaron, stand there and hold right. that for <laughs> stand there for an hour and hold that thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, got a little more of a digital outlook now. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I I I watched. You know, uh, every night before bed, I'm sitting there watching an antenna in the bedroom, so it's it's all good. I uh, I'm a little bit too young to have vivid memories of uh, pre remote control television. Yeah, right. There was one of those in the house, but it was upstairs, and right. it was kind of the kid TV. Um, but I am not too young or too old to remember the uh, the the antenna theatrics. Yeah. I have vivid memories of doing that. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was a thing, and uh, I, I do remember, like you said, and and when we were in the seventies, in the mid seventies, living in Tuscaloosa, we had cable, and uh, you know, we're able. You to must walk. have been one of the first. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I would assume so, and I, I can remember watching Braves games on Ted Turner's channel before it was WTBS. It was like WTCG or something, but you know, like going, oh, man, that's kind of cool. Like, Atlanta Braves, and they were terrible. It was the mid seventies, mid to late seventies Braves. They were dismal. But it was like you go home, and on the of the thirty or so cable channels that you had back then, it was like man, we were yeah, that's good, you know, high cotton. Yeah, pre pre ESPN when when still like at that point in time, you know, any sports programming was just you know because you had one college football game a weekend on Saturday, one you know you had a couple of NFL games. And so when that Atlanta Braves or like an Atlanta Hawks game was on on a Tuesday, this is the greatest thing ever as a little kid. Now it's like the sports is, you know, every day, all day, you pick the, pick the channel. This person says on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, if you have kids in the house, there's always been a remote control for the television. Um, somebody has this. Has Texas Tech's marketing agreement with Kansas City ended? I never noticed a double T during the game last night. I that's a good question. I did I didn't notice it, but I wasn't looking. I mean, I watched the game, but I didn't. It wasn't, but wasn't in the background. Didn't catch my eye. But I, that's a good question. I don't know. Wasn't there like a because it was like on the stadium game tweet thing too. There was I know. Oh this. no, yeah, they had a Texas Tech branded tweet uh, yesterday the, at the Chiefs did seven thirty. Yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs did. Did. yeah, yeah. So. It was it was Pat Mahomes, new season, same goal. Let's go, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, and then yeah, there's Texas University. So at the very least, they still have that kind of pregame Twitter thing. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, this on the chat line. Uh, I am worried about Tech. I'm sorry. I'm worried about Tech's linebackers. Well, the inside linebacker position was probably. It might have been the position group that that you know sort of got the most concern in the off season. I know the I know the offensive line got a lot of conversation because how know, bad it was last year. Yeah, but but it felt like you know you had a transfer. You had some things to sort of address that. That there moved Josiah Pierre from an edge to inside, you know, to an inside linebacker position because they were short of athletes. And, and felt pretty good. And I, and I can't speak to who they really felt good about, but of all the positions to lose one of your two 
guys, yeah, that that's a worst. tough one. And he was the guy that was calling signals, and they felt like, you know, the postgame commentary last week talked about him as the quarterback of the defense and all, and so it's not an ideal position to lose a key guy. More Tech Talk next live from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens for joining you today until uh, 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We're with you today, as we will uh, every week before uh, home tech football games from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, uh, home of Wreckham Alley, Lubbock's biggest game day celebration. Uh, join us at the Overton uh, before the game, after the game, for live music, uh, patio games, a cash bar, all of your favorite game day foods, and much, much more. Uh, the party starts three hours before kickoff, and the fun continues after the game. Uh, did you see the article today uh, by Ross Ellinger of Yahoo Sports uh, about Steve Sarkeesian? I did not. I, re- I read a a very X's and O's kind of nerd article about Sarkeesian and how he uses motion, but not nearly as exciting as the one you're probably going to talk about. Way less, way less uh, compelling for radio. <laughs> this is... Uh... This boat or this bit uh, caught my eye, right? I'm curious what you think. Uh, quote, at 49, Sarkeesian has more energy than ever, uh, Banks said. He's bouncing around the facility. He's fiery. He's fierce. To resurrect Texas, you've got to be, quote, all right, quote, it's easy when you wake up on third base and take over a job. We didn't take over on third base here. We had to build it. End quote. Oh, Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> oh, really, Gus, Sark? Really, really, Sark? The, the facilities and the history and the resources and the just litany of conference championships and what a what four national championships, one in the last twenty years, a pile of college football Hall of Famers. You're you're building your I mean, maybe Sark's going, well, my last stop was at the University of Alabama at peak Nick Saban. So, you know, yeah, you did walk in there on third base, but, yeah, give me give me a break, Sark. I mean, it's almost like he's trying to gin up his own narrative, like, yeah, I had to rebuild this thing from scratch. Okay, thanks. The recruiting traction they've got, I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian might as well be named third base. <laughs> yes. Like, th- this is a guy that, from a coaching perspective, spent one season at a junior college in 2000. And then from that point on, these are his coaching stops. USC, Oakland Raiders, USC, Washington as the head coach, USC as the head coach, Alabama as the interim offensive coordinator and an analyst, the Atlanta Falcons as the OC, 
Alabama as the OC <laughs> and then Texas as the head coach. Yeah. You didn't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. How, how like, many what? Yeah, how many situations has he been in where he's been told no? Just Hey, hey, can I get the plane to go to so and so? Uh Steve, we're what do you think this is? Like, you know what I mean? Like what at where has he ever been in a situation where the resources have been limited by uh, it's any of it. That's it's where, comedy. Where where's the Mac stop? Right? Where's right. the Sunbelt stop? The, the Conference USA stop. You got it. That was one of the interesting things that 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 one of the things I always liked about Leach's background with all the Iowa Wesleyans and Valdosta states and stuff. Like he had totally been in a situation where he had been in many situations, and a lot of coaches could say this, where they haven't had the best athletes. They, you know, I remember when Leach was hired, one of the names that was floated was Mark Richt. And at that time, Florida State offensive coordinator maybe, uh, Miami, his connections were Florida State, Miami, and I was thinking, is that really the fit here? And it yeah, wasn't. He was the Florida State OC. There you go. And, and I'm thinking, this guy's been in a situation where they've re- recruited at a, you know, at a really high level with the recruiting base all around him there, and culturally, you know, like you're going to drop this dude in West Texas, you know, I mean, it, it I, you know, I, for Sark, I mean, like you said, the one year at junior college was before he was even doing any recruiting, right? I mean. Yeah, that, that's comical, and he, play, he played at BYU as one of the quarterbacks in the Lavelle Edwards era, right? I'm right about that, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. he played quarterback at BYU. Yeah, yep. yeah I mean, like, and, and, and Texas was 7-3 and three the year before he was hired. They, they, they finished the season ranked, yeah. right? They, they were 8-5 they and five the year before that. The year before that, they were a top-10 team and, and played for a conference championship. The idea that he had to build <laughs> Texas <laughs> – yeah. To say nothing of, as you mentioned, the the history, the tradition, the brand, the resources, the facilities, is laughable. This is this is Georgia last year saying, "Oh, no one thought that we would right. win. We're being disrespected." <laughs> that this is this times a thousand. It's ridiculous. Right. It's it's uh yeah. It's 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 like he's he's uh forging his own rags to riches story. You know, when we get this thing done, we're gonna be able to, you know, like, stop, dude. You got to be kidding me. Here, the the everything around that place has, I wouldn't say underperformed, but but relative to history over the last little bit, they've underperformed. And so, hey, Sark, just get the thing back on the road. We had to build it. Are you kidding I know, me? It's like comical. that is laughable. It's it's not like they've even undergone. Like, well, he came in li- literally while. They were redoing the stadium or redoing this or that. Like, everything's in place there. You know, I'm, I'm sure they've done some touch-ups, and I'm sure that morale might have been low when he came in, but that's a coaching transition. That's kind of how it works. It, it's, it's uh, yeah, he's forging his own fantasy there. You know, you know the memes where, um, you know, there's some slightly, some slightly inconvenient weather, whether it's, a, you know, a rain shower or some wind? And someone posts on Facebook like a picture of like a patio chair overturned. Yeah, I survived the Great <laughs> Lubbock storm of 2023. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's what him. this is. That's right. That's, right? Right. that's Sark rebuilding <laughs> Texas. Yeah, it's to, like one one piece of patio furniture 
gilded, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> it, it w- was slightly off kilter. Right. And he picked it up. Give me a break. That's, that, that is, and so here, th- this kind of leads into the next question. <laughs> it's easy when you wake up on third base and take over a job. We didn't take over on third base here. Who's he talking about? Because he, he definitely had someone in mind, right? That's a shot at somebody. Is, yeah. it, is it Brent Venables? Right? I mean, I don't – is it – Is I, it a shot at the previous regime? Well, and see, that would be even dumber because at least Tom Urban took over a Texas program coming off of three straight losing seasons. Yeah, that's right? true. Right, which for Texas is, you know, a legit disaster. Sure. Even if they were just barely losing seasons. Um yeah, I, I'd love to know who that jab was was at. Again, maybe it's maybe it's Venables, but yeah, Venables. I mean, the the yeah. Usually, those things would be you would think those things would be directed at A and M or OU if it's coming from Texas, like you said. If it's if it's a veiled shot at someone ex, external. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean. I, Nothing about that quote from Sarkeesian makes sense. So maybe it's it's my error for trying to like think about it logically. Because um, you're right, he could be talking about anybody with his as bonkers as that quote is. Well, and, yeah, and um, it, it could just be setting himself up for some hero, like like we inherited a mess and all, like ah, you know, rags to riches kind of thing. Like, dude, you got to be kidding me, man. Just get the just get the Lamborghini back between the stripes. More tech talk next on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three. Suck it, Steve. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? How are you going? Thank you for making us part of your Friday with Doctor Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens, not a doctor. We're joining you here, though, from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center, the official hotel of Texas Tech Athletics and the home for Lubbock's biggest game day celebration, Wreck'em Alley at the Overton, live music, patio games, cash bar, a tremendous game day menu, foods, snacks. Party starts three hours before kickoff, and the fun continues after the game. They'll have live music. Uh, tomorrow they'll have uh, special vendors out tomorrow. It's going to be a good time, win or lose, here at the Overton. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. This person says, the thing that I'm most excited for is seeing the new Double T water tower. Well, good, man. Yeah, it, it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, Val says this, I remember that the Braves were America's team before the Astros, of course, back then, because everyone with cable could get them along with the Cubs on WGN. They were both terrible. Those with antennas could watch some really good boxing on CBS Saturday afternoon before pay-per-view ruined yeah, boxing. ABC Wild World of Sports was kind of weekend, you know, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, and it showed that poor guy crashing off the ski jump from, I don't know, 72 Olympics or whatever. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah. Those are some memories there, no doubt. This person says in the chat line: Texas Tech thirty-eight, Oregon thirty-four, beat the Donald Ducks. It feels like the game would be played in the thirties or forties. It, it, it feels that way. I uh, 
I mean, it'd be great if we could go, go, you know, do what we did to Geno Smith in West Virginia 10 years ago, whatever that was, uh, and just smoke them. But, I, you know, this, this is going to be a really good offense, a really talented, good quarterback, you know, running back the whole deal, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, – find a way to win this thing no doubt but I, I would I'm I'm like the texter I would think this game will be played in the 30s barring some sort of unexpected out of character performance by Oregon kind of like what we saw at Tech last week um you're right I have a hard time seeing this game at least on the Oregon side being in like the teens or the 20s yeah like last week ended 2020 in regulation yeah you, you would just hope that uh that, that Tech's offense can keep up uh, this person says in the Yates Flooring Center Chatland, to be fair to Texas, they didn't have a first-round draft pick on offense in seven years. Yeah, I mean, clearly that was just, you know, the the the, the rubble of the Texas program that Sark has resuscitated. Somebody says this, how in the world has Sark, and I'm sure they were being sarcastic, yeah. uh, how in the world has Sarkeesian gotten so many good jobs with his personality? He seems like a huge jerk every time he talks. Uh, yeah, let's not forget him going ballistic on the the poor like bowl game official. Remember at the, at the tunnel? Yeah, I think yeah. the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, that's that's good point. Yeah. Grade A jerk. Um, this person says in the chat line, Texas is delusional, uh, but to be fair, I think to some degree Tech is too. We buy into the hype year after year just to be average. Hell, we pour millions into facilities and NIL, hoping for a change to be or hoping for a chance. To be great, that is what we've always been and always will be through our football history. We've only had two truly special seasons. I would argue with that. Um, I'm embracing the mediocre, done with the hope of greatness. Probably not a popular take, but it's reality. Eeyore checking in on the program today. Open um, up and dump. Yeah. Remember Schlepprock? Yeah. You remember Schlepprock? No. Keep going. You're right on the Eeyore. Eeyore is the more common one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check on my Schlepprock because that's, that's what I'm – it's like that's a little uh, – you spent an awful lot of time spinning into a Texas Tech-specific uh, radio show just to dump all of that. Uh, somebody predicts Oregon Tech – I'm sorry, Oregon 55, Tech 13. Randy asks, why are you not at Twin Peaks? We were at Twin Peaks yesterday. Um, yeah, Schlepprock was a Flintstones character in the later versions of, of Flintstones, and he was kind of the, the downer kid, a lot like Eeyore. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a difference between Steve Sarkeesian being quoted, talking to a reporter, saying that, hey, we I had to rebuild Texas, right? Th- that is a degree of delusion that is that is far, far different than a fan of Tech, of the Chiefs, of Texas, of the Philadelphia Flyers, whatever, being hopeful and optimistic about a brand-new season, Right virtually every fan base across all the sports across all the levels will have a a high degree of hope and optimism when everybody's zero zero yep that's just the nature of the beast that's just what being a fan is like pick the sport right um you can call it delusion that's i mean i it is what it is um but Suggesting that's equal to Sarkeesian saying with a straight face, presumably, that he had to rebuild Texas, you're you're way off. You're, you're trying too hard. Uh, 
this and the challenge. It wasn't an official. It was a high school intern that he was streaming at. Okay, even worse. Even worse. Uh, somebody predicts Oregon 47-24. Uh, someone else says Tech 15, Oregon 11. I, I will buy you uh, dinner next week at Twin Peaks if that's the final score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anything you want. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of improbable around a 15 to 11 score. You'd have probably – I guess you could have a touchdown and a two-point score. I was thinking five field goals. And then to get to 11, probably an eight and a three or a seven – and two twos, which has happened in my lifetime at Texas Tech. Us giving up two safeties. We had a uh, deep snapper snap, not one, but two. I say we. I was a little kid, you know, high uh, junior high kid or whatever. Snapped a couple into the uh, – um, it, it didn't literally go into the grass, but it felt that might way as, well as you watch yeah. the punter go, oh, hey, look at that, over the head and off the crossbar or whatever. Two safeties, my friend. One to, One game. Randy, Tough day for the deep snapper. Randy checks back in. Oh, yeah, my bad. Fried pickles, good. Tremendous, like always. Yep. Um, Red Raider two guns predicts Ducks 44, Red Raiders 24. I mean, I hope all these dudes that are, like, texting in these scores, like, get your money in on Vegas, in Vegas, man. I mean, if you're predicting, if you're feeling good about a 20, 40-point boat race, that six-point spread ought to be looking juicy right now. I mean – Sports will always surprise us, and, you know, we'll, we'll look back on things and kind of kick ourselves for not not seeing it at the time. Um, but I – and maybe this is me being a doomer, but I, I just – I don't see how you win this game if both teams come with equal levels of performance. Yeah. Right? Maybe they come in and have a stinker. Maybe they're overwhelmed by the heat. Maybe Bo Nix has a terrible game. I would love for that to Crowd, happen. Crowd, the environment, right? the whole deal. But, yeah. you know, if both teams bring it equally, I don't, I don't see how you win this game. Yeah, there, there's definitely a more talented roster. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.